You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You, you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark, the show where you call and leave a message for me and we talk about really random things. Sometimes sometimes um, robots named Apocalypto call, but usually it's... it's um, Boy, I don't even know. I don't even know what what usually happens on this show. But I will say this. I just found out that uh, the family's got some stuff planned, 4-H meetings and whatnot. So I don't have very much time to record this. So if you're going to get a podcast tonight, it's because we're going to go really, really quickly and probably go um, short. So I apologize and you're welcome. And also, I just got a message that uh, they're saying hostile takeover of my show. And I don't know exactly what that means. It says the Tom Austin... Did they give Tom Austin keys to the show? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what is that? I have lost control. Anyways, we'll figure that out at a later time. First caller of the day. I don't know what it is because I don't even have the voicemails up yet. Because let me tell you, when I say I ran down here, I am exaggerating because I don't run. I believe our first caller is going to be Andy from Kansas, so let me make sure I got the settings right, because I always mess that up. There we go. Now we got it. Andy, what do you got for us? Hi, Ryan. This is Andy Monday from Kansas. Going I am on. not in my postal vehicle currently. Wow. I had just finished mowing the lawn a little while ago at uh, about 830, and the heat index was still like 98 degrees. Anyway, yeah. that was terrible. Yeah. So I've uh, been reading a couple of articles on the NFL Network. It's dangerous. And um, one of them was interesting because it had Aaron Rodgers saying that he's pretty comfortable with the wide receiver core that he has. It gets me to think that just like when LaFleur came in and people said, oh, no way, Rodgers is going to go along with a new system. And that, of course, is false because he's done a lot of that. And I know that his uh, reliance on Devontae kind of kept him, I think, from executing LaFleur's system fully. Uh, if he can change you know, to, over to a new system, I don't see how he can't change into trusting receivers he hasn't had before. I know that's not really his thing, but he's made big changes before, so why should we doubt him? Secondly, I saw another article. Yeah, I'll just, I think the last part that you said encapsulates everything. He's made changes before. How many wide receivers has he been through, right? Um, and, and we can pretend that it's always been elite wide receivers. It hasn't necessarily been that. I've gone over the numbers. We, there's been like one or two years where it's, you know, a handful of guys get like five, 600 yards and, and it, there is no thousand yard receiver or whatever. But even still, you've got, we thought it was going to be a disaster when Jordy left and, you know, when Jennings leaves, when Driver leaves, although Driver was kind of at the end of his career. But you get the point. There's there's always these stars that disappear. And even going back into Brett Favre, we talked about his situation. There's always the assumption that the sky is falling and we're doomed. 
And it's not just wide receivers. I've thought that I don't know how many times over the years, whether it be offensive linemen that leave and I think we're doomed, wide receivers, Brett Favre himself. There's always a, a guy that is a cornerstone piece that ends up leaving, especially in Green Bay, because we let guys go kind of early, right? Usually they're very good at timing it so that they end up leaving and it's kind of just not very good. Maybe they put out a year or two of, of high quality play and then before they fall off. But either way, they're they're let go at a time when they're still performing at a high level and it feels like we're doomed and it just kind of isn't, right? So I agree, Rodgers will adapt because that's what he's always done. He 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 does what he has to do to make the offense go. Well, Rashawn Gary uh, talked a little bit about um, uh, Enigbar and said that he's been telling him, hey, just do the things that you're doing, you're learning, you're doing pretty well. Even though we haven't heard much at camp from him, uh, it's kind of neat to hear that Gary's been talking to uh, to the rookie. I'm not sure if Justin from Michigan... I'm going to pause you there. I didn't know if you were moving on to the next thing or not. Especially, I think that's especially true coming from Rashawn. All right, because how this is going right now is there was way too much hype for a late round pass rusher that um, was never really a prominent run defender. Right, he's a raw prospect with a lot of pass rush upside, and so that's kind of kind of Rashawn. Aside from the part where Rashawn was a first round pick, so you would expect even more and faster learning and and more production and all that stuff. But the point is, there was there was too much hype, and now there's going to be sort of that that crash. You know, like when you get too much jacked up on sugar and then you kind of crash and you're even more tired than you would have been if you didn't eat that pound of sugar for whatever reason that you did that because you felt like it and because mom told you not to. And you're like, whatever, mom, right? This is going to be the crash part where Enigbar is not going to be this premier pass rusher and he is going to struggle and he might not even see a lot of snaps, if any at all, really during the regular season. And there's going to be massive disappointment and, oh, I can't believe this undrafted Tipa Nalia is is doing better and blah 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 and in reality it, it hearing from a guy like Rashawn to just be like dude just just keep grinding all right and again Rashawn would know he came in with just nothing but potential and really struggled he was not doing much they even said when they brought him in they just want to get him to learn to do one thing get him to just do one thing really well and then we'll slowly start to add things on top of it I have a feeling they're going to take a similar approach to Enigbar here is the very basic nuts and bolts of what we're going to ask you to do. Get really, really good at it. Here's the one thing. Get good at it. Then we'll add a second thing. Then we'll add a third thing. Is still trying to, is still searching for a new team. But I was wondering if I could ask Tom if he could uh, call JJ, <laughs> possibly call JJ. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I got to... So Justin's looking for a new team, right? That's who you're talking about. Justin's looking for a new team, and you want Tom to call JJ. That's what we got so far. To help Justin, or I'll call him by phoning into your show, Ryan, to ask JJ to talk to Justin about being a Packers fan in Michigan. I think this is the clear, easy solution to this problem. Anyway, have a great day. Bye. Yeah, I think Justin and JJ are already friends, but um, I, I can do that. We can talk to I'll I'll get on the horn and talk to Tom, have him reach out to JJ, see if JJ can get the details on Justin's whereabouts, triangulate his coordinates, and uh, see if maybe we can get, uh, see if we can figure something out here. Speaking of the devil, Justin's on the line. Justin, how can we help you, sir? Hey, Ryan. Hey. Justin. Sorry uh, about the bad. Kind of slow down a little bit, all right? I'm just interrupting me. Connection on uh, my call, my question. 
Um, but yeah, I was commenting on Dan Campbell's, um, your, your rant about that and how that was very clearly, you were, you were accurately describing how Lions fans kind of think. And I keep trying to move on, but you keep bringing it up, <laughs> making me kind of talk about Sorry. it. So that's what that was about. It's just stupid. It like doesn't make any sense. That's basically Lions fans. Yeah. It's getting excited about nonsense, which as you said, Kind of makes sense because they have nothing else, right? They pick on Aaron Rodgers because of, for his hair because they have nothing else going on. So it does make sense in a sense, sense in a sense, that they would get all jacked up about, you know, like Hidden Cobra or whatever dumb names that they're coming up with because there's nothing else. You talk about some undrafted nobody, and you're like, what do you think about that guy? It's like, he is the serpent of death. Wow. What, is, what, is, what does that mean? Nah, serpent of death, man. What does it sound like to you, dummy? You don't you don't hear too good or what? Like, is, has he caught any football? Well, no, uh, no, he hasn't. Hasn't like caught a pass per se. But maybe you didn't hear me when I said serpent of death. I don't know. What do you think is cooler, being a serpent of death or catching a ball in the air? So maybe stop asking stupid questions. Yeah, that 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 kind of makes sense. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um, the other question I had for you was, does your wife ever chop up and dice vegetables and try to hide it in food that you do like to get you to eat vegetables? No. Anyway. She doesn't She doesn't care that much, to be honest. And, and so, I mean, she's a vegetarian, so she doesn't really eat meat all that much. So I don't, I don't force feed her meat. She doesn't force feed me vegetables. We actually have a pretty good uh, working relationship where – if we, for example, go out to eat or even at somebody's house and there's a plate full of food that happens to have, you know, like carbs that we both like, but then meat and vegetables, just be like, you know, just scooch the vegetables on her plate. She gives me an extra helping of meat. It's glorious. And if we go out to restaurants, we go out to restaurants, I get two helpings of meat, you know, especially like breakfast. There's like the, the breakfast sausage. Like, heck yeah, dude. We get pizza. She's like throwing me the extra pepperoni. It's 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 pretty solid. Anyways, we'll keep it rocking and rolling. We got... um. We have four Thomas Austin. I said I wasn't going to skip around, but we can't do four Thomas Austins. We'll do two, and then I think we'll take a break, and then we'll we'll do other things. All right, Tommy, what do you got for me? And by the way, did you take over my show today? Hello, Ryan. This see, is see I can tell by the sound of his freaking voice he did something devious. I can tell. Thomas Austin, of course, of Thomas Austin's show. I'm not playing your uh, your music today. Fame. Uh, hey, I was just calling because I brought up a while ago, don't remember what episode, but rivalries. And so I was just curious on a player-to-player level, what are some of the great rivalries throughout the years from an offensive and defensive player? Like you just mm-hmm. knew that if a, wide rec- a certain wide receiver and this certain cornerback would be paired up against each other, you would be in for a treat. Uh, so, just love to hear that. Uh, oh, I hate some of these because they're off the top of my head, and my brain is so bad with these types of questions. Just trying to remember things. Um, I know there's some really, really good ones. I know that there are. Um, in fact, from a from a Packers standpoint, I forget who it was. There was one that was really solid, at least for Packer fans. We thought it was really good. But it was like Calvin Johnson and wasn't it like Micah Hyde or, or not Micah Hyde, um, Sam Shields or something? I just remember we had a guy that was like, he can handle Calvin, which is crazy because nobody can handle Calvin Johnson. 
it wasn't like a superheated thing. It didn't come to blows, but it was it was something like that. I feel like Steve Smith probably had some good ones just because he was super chippy. Uh, you got guys like Revis and, oh, um, Crabtree and Sherman. Is that what it is? Not that it's a good matchup necessarily, but that one was was chippy. I don't know. There's also pass rusher tackle, but I don't know if that would be a thing. I don't know, man. I'm I'm sorry. I, I we got to keep it rocking. I'm sure there's some good answers. I can't. The next can't think question would be: I had something and then I lost it, so I'm just gonna go with um, <laughs> I don't like Tom Brady. So um, I am in firm belief that you could have put almost any other halfway decent quarterback in Tom Brady's uh, spot during the early 2000s up until now. Uh, obviously, he took a little bit more time and care with his body because of who he's married to after a certain point. But um, do you believe that it was Belichick over Brady, or do you think it's the vice versa, or maybe it was just a great combination of both? Thirdly, it's really hard to dog Brady for me at this point, considering he went to Tampa and won a Super Bowl and the Patriots suck. You know what I mean? So. I'm, I'm, I wish that Tom Brady had completely fallen off, but again, there's the whole win in a Super Bowl thing that complicates things. Let's see here. Once again, I had a question set up, and then I just lost it, so I'm just going to say, um, <laughs> how long do you think you could survive in the wilderness? Just bare bones? Have you been watching alone? Because I've been watching alone, and um, I've been contemplating that you the clothes that you have on right now Mm -hmm. just right in the middle of the wilderness how long do you think you could survive Alrighty, bye um i don't think i would survive very long at all how long can a person survive without food wasn't there a study in minnesota where like people starve for i don't know it was it was an insane amount of time and they survived but um, cause I'd have water and I could figure out how to boil. Although I don't know if I could start a fire. You said bare bones. Not, I don't even get like a little flint thing or whatever. I don't think I could start a fire. Um, and I don't think I could kill an animal with a stick. So uh, before I'm dead, call it a week. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Be drinking like nasty water and eating whatever leaves and stuff I could find. Stuff you're not supposed to eat and can't digest. So I, I, I give it a solid week before I'm just flat out dead. Tom, I didn't get enough from you, man. I need more questions. Hello, this is Thomas again. Hello. I'm just kind of mulling some thoughts over before I go to bed. Um, and so these questions are... In- it's amazing to me he called back five minutes later. He just got done with one question and then two additional things that involved him completely forgetting and not really having anything else to say. Five minutes later, he's like, oh, I got three more. Be a little bit more on the personal side. Oh, good. Like, is there ever a day where you just wake up and you're like, I don't want to do the podcast today? Yes. Just straight up, just, nah, I'm not going to do it today. Just because of burnout or no drive to do it. Yeah, um... Not recently, but there's definitely been that um, where I'm dragging myself to do it. I, I will say, Packernet After Dark is a lot easier. I think maybe it's just because it's new or because I don't really have to do very much or whatever. I don't know, but this is the... I'm excited to do it. I'm 
I don't know. I, I, I really, really look forward to doing it. The podcast podcast, it's kind of hit or miss. Um, for whatever reason, like the, the music still kind of gets me jacked up. I don't know what it is, but even 1,500 episodes in, it's if nothing else, even when I don't want to do it, I come down, I don't want to do this stupid, drink coffee and everything else. And as soon as the music goes, though, it's like I'm there's something just clicks in my brain that's like, oh, we're doing this. It's go time. So usually at that point, I'm good to go. But a lot of it has to do with how much there is to talk about. Um, the two big drawbacks are number one, not having anything to talk about, then I definitely don't want to do the podcast because it's just kind of a fake it till you make it thing. And number two is monotony. And we are kind of getting into that territory um, of just kind of doing the same thing every day. Even like during the season, it gets that way sometimes where it's like, I have to recap the game and I you know, want to give PFF grades and everything, but it's like, I do this. This is like the same thing every time. And now with training camp, it's like, all right, let's read what happened and kind of, it's still fun. And I, but I, I, I kind of like as it's happening. I don't necessarily like reliving it seven different times for the podcast and for the articles and everything else, but um, that's kind of where the burnout thing can kind of catch up to you a little bit. But yeah, occasionally, most of the time, no, though. I'm, I'm usually fired up and ready to go. Question number two. How do you determine who do you like? Like if a player just absolutely just woos you. Because for me, I don't know if I said this, but play Madden quite a bit. And, I believe that. And since they introduced uh, drafts that people can create and come out with, I've always kind of picked a person, and ever since then it translated over to real life. So I picked Terry McClellan one year, and I've just been a fan of him. Uh, just uh, Jonathan Taylor, He obviously it's hard not to like him. He just, he, he's good. Um, and then finally... So... What is the question? It's how do you determine who you like? Um, usually they would, I mean, the draft does play into it. So, so there's Packer players that I like for whatever reason. Um, so the, the easiest way is for the Packers to draft you and you be good at it. That's number one. If, if the Packers draft you and you're good at football, I like you. If the Packers draft you and I think you're going to be good at football, or I liked you in college kind of thing, then I like you, and I'm going to stick by you the whole time. is kind of that guy. It, I didn't like him in college at all, but then as I watched him, I was like, ooh, he kind of fits the scheme, and I can kind of see that whole thing where it's like, you know, maybe he can unleash that part of the system that we don't do very much. So I, that kind of clicked in my brain. I was like, all right, cool, I like him. And then I guess the third would be somebody that I just really like as a prospect, even if we don't draft them. Raekwon Davis over in Miami, ride or die. KJ Hamler. My guy, till the end. Tease Tabor. Guy's been horrible. Most of the guys that I like a lot are terrible. Uh, Raekwon's pretty solid, but um, those guys that I'm just like super, super diehard for, they they are pretty bad. So <laughs> it's KJ and Tease are the only ones I can really think of, but those are the three that stand out as like I was super into. So that would be the, I guess, three criteria for me liking a player. Um, the fourth would be if your name's Roddy White. How well do you, how, how much trust do you have in the people around you? All right, bye. <laughs> it's personal. Like the people around me right now, like my family, yeah, I trust them. For sure. I'll leave it at that. Um, why don't we take a break here, and then we'll just jump back in. We got two more Tom, two unknowns, a Garrett, and two Johns from Phoenix's. So 
Uh, if you want to call in, 608-501-0718, make sure you do that. Also, do not forget pristineauction.com, promo code ROGERS. Make sure you get that in. Pristine Auction has a bunch of sports memorabilia. They got great prices, great deals going on over there all the time. Um, really high quality stuff. They're all authenticated. If you put in promo code ROGERS, you're going to get $10 off. And, and most importantly, most excitingly, simplest thing in the world, go to the website, put in promo code ROGERS. You're going to be entered into a giveaway to win a Quay Walker jersey signed. I'm very rarely jealous of all these giveaways. I don't know why this one gets me so excited, but it does. That is the most awesome thing ever. A signed Quay Walker jersey up for grabs. And I can just tell you this, whenever we do these giveaways, like four people sign up and follow through. I don't know why, but your odds are quite good. So head on over to pristineauction.com. When you uh, sign up again, use promo code ROGERS. You'll be entered into the giveaway and you get $10 off your first purchase. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I found the question. Uh, You have to choose a division in the NFL, any division you want, but you pick up the Packers and you got to switch them out with someone. 
I've already done this a thousand. I've, I've said this many times on the podcast, but go ahead. I got an so answer. You, I'm just excited. I'm not mad at you. I'm just excited because I actually know this one. You could put the Packers in the AFC North nope. and you switch them out with the Steelers. Nope. So then the Packers have to play against the Ravens, the Bengals, and the Browns yep. two times a year. They have to play against all those AFC teams. Um, or you can do anything else you want. Mm-hmm. And uh, just curious to hear the reason why. What's going on here? I was trying to wait for seven <laughs> seconds, but I wanted to go longer to make it a little bit more awkward. Okay. Uh, all right. Bye. Thank you. What? Why? Why were you waiting for seven seconds? All right. I'm gonna move the Packers to the NFC West, and I know that doesn't sound super great. Why would you do that? Because they're so good over there. It's the rivalries. So I am gonna switch them. I think it. It used to be a a lock that I would switch them with the Rams because the Rams were irrelevant. And the Cardinals have embarrassed in the, us in the playoffs. The Seahawks and the, and the 49ers, very heated rivalry for a very long time. I'm kind of torn at this point between the Rams and the Cardinals because the Cardinals have been kind of a non-factor for a while. And the Rams, although we've beaten them, it still feels like there's some, you know what I mean, the Aaron Donald choking thing. There's the coaching connection. There just seems like there's a little bit of a heated thing. So I'm tempted to swap out the Cardinals. Plus, I just don't like them, and I don't want to deal with them, and they bore me. I feel like if you want, like, maximum, dang, this is serious, this is a rivalry, Packers against the 49ers twice a year, Packers against the Seahawks twice a year, although they suck now, but still, there's still a little bit of bad blood left over, Packers against the Rams twice a year. I guess you could maybe swap them out with the Seahawks, but... um, I just feel like there's there's a lot of bad blood there, more so than you get probably with the Lions. Um, and again, the, the Bears technically is a rivalry, but come on, that has not been a rivalry in a couple decades. So yeah, that's my answer to the question. Only one, Tom? Jeez, slacking, bro. Granted, you got four calls in here, but still. Uh, next up, unknown caller, what do you got for us? Hi, Ryan. Name's Steve. Um Calling for a first time, which you should know that because you've probably never seen this number before. Mm-hmm. Um, born in Kenosha, so I'm a Packer by birth, but currently I live up in Alaska by Denali National Park. Um, by the way, lots of Packer fans up here. A um, couple of things that I'd like to ask you about. Number one, um, recently I noticed or saw that um, uh, Sterling Sharp has now gotten himself as a finalist, as a Hall of Famer. What other... Hey, Green Bay Packers, do you think may in the future or at some time start getting some Hall of Fame votes? Um, personally, I think Amon Green really deserves them. I mean, he's our all-time rushing leader in yardage. He had an 1,800-yard um, season. How many guys have that? Very few. So that's that's the one I would go. But I'd like to know what who other what other players you think might deserve that kind of recognition from the league. And um. I think Amon Green is a very good answer. I remember a while ago there was somebody had made like a top 20 list of all the best running backs and somebody had put him on there and I thought, oh, come on. There should not be any Packers running backs on this list. I mean, it's nice of you to include one of us, but we don't deserve to be on there. Uh, Maybe if you want to go back into the Lombardi days or something, Paul Horning, I don't know, but come on. And then I looked into some of his stats, like I was, I was, doing it i think i told some on the podcast i'm not going to go back and refine them because i don't remember but there's some pretty impressive stuff on there i mean he he's in some um not very crowded rooms when when you look at some of these stats uh so yeah i think he should be in there i'm going to cheat and say Devonte because again i'm terrible with these things looking back at history but Devonte 
obviously should be on that list. Um, trying to think of some others that possibly, I mean, you, you got guys that are, that spent time with the Packers that, you know, will be Hall of Famers that guys like Julius Peppers, but he's not going to be a, you know, he's not considered a Packer. Charles Woodson obviously is, is a already a Hall of Famer. Um, I don't know. I don't think Jordy will. Clay shouldn't. Again, th- these are not great questions for me. So there's probably some real low-hanging fruit that I'm just missing. But again, not, not, uh, not in my wheelhouse. But more recently, I think Devontae would be the obvious answer. And, uh, and Rodgers, I guess. The other question I have is, what's your singular favorite Green Bay Packer moment? Uh, I can think of a lot of them, but I have to say uh, my, my favorite right now, maybe it's a little bit of recency bias, is Aaron Rodgers calling out the Chicago Bears and, and telling them how he owns them. I, I, I can think of all kinds of plays that were amazing, but just seeing our, our quarterback look at an entire stadium and say that he owns them, it was, that, was, that was just the moment for me so far. I'll, I'll hold that one for a long time. Um, love the show. Been listening to it for a while. By the way, I do barbecue. I have my bar. I have a barbecue stand that I run up here. Um, if you're ever interested, we can change some information around and, uh, you know, do a little barbecue hookup. But uh, take it easy, man. I'd like to hear what you think. Bye. Sounds good, dude. If I'm ever up in Alaska, I'll come get, come come uh, get hooked up with some barbecue. Um, so I I kind of answered, and, and I'm glad you specified it that way. I think I answered it wrong before when my wife asked me a question. She said, "What was your favorite game?" And I said, "You know, I've already talked about the Brett Favre game where his dad died, but I'm going to switch it up and I'm going to say that the the Hail Mary, the Aaron Rodgers' first Hail Mary, or whatever." Because that one got me super excited, but that wouldn't be my favorite game. That would be my favorite Packers moment, which is what you ask. So I'm going to swap that around and say that would be my favorite moment. And as far as games, then you're looking at Super Bowls and then the Brett Favre uh, when his dad passed away game against the Raiders. But since I already answered that question, kind of, and already gave that answer, I'm going to do what you did and say a look at recent history. And the one that stands out to me is probably the Razul Douglas pick in the end zone against the Cardinals, because that one very similarly to some of these Hail Mary things, although that was like halftime or whatever, but a couple of them were. I think his first one was not. That was a win. That was against Detroit or whatever. But anyways, the the best thing about that moment is that I thought we were done. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's like you you assume the game's over and you're miserable. That's why it's not my favorite game for sure. It was, it was there were a lot of things about it that were kind of miserable. Some things that were great, but you're watching it and you just feel it slipping through your fingers, right? And you just know like it's it's done. It's it's over. We can't stop them. The defense is done. They're all the way down there. And it was just it's it's just a magical thing that happened where you just think no way. And for whatever reason, in the moment, I I didn't realize the game was over. <laughs> I don't know why. I was so excited it was an interception. I don't know what I thought. It was it was like, you know, we get another down or I I I, I don't know. I was so just completely lost and confused with the situation because I was so overwhelmed. But I, w- I was already excited because, like, yeah, you got to pick. And I'm like, oh, wait, it's it's over. Because they started talking about the game was over whatever. I'm like, it's not over. But a walk-off interception. So you talk about moments that were just like overwhelmingly exciting. I don't know that anything, I mean, Razul had several, which is cool. But that one, that one stands out. Even for me, and I don't remember Jack, I remember that. Anyways, we got... Uh, <laughs> We got our buddy calling back again. I got to save this number so that I can, um, it says unknown caller, so I don't know if I can even save it, but anyways, we'll, uh, we'll just see how this goes. 
Hello, it's Homestyle 10 again. Just just to be clear, I'm not sure what he's saying, but Google Translate thinks he's saying Homestyle Auto. So I'm going to save his number as Homestyle Auto. So let's let's try that again. Let's see if that is what he's saying. Hello, it's Homestyle 10 again. Strong Bad made me call. Strong Bad made him call. So how can I break up with my hot, hot girlfriend? She's such a drag. Total mood killer. Okay, thank you. All right, Homestyle. Um, gee, uh, this, is, this is the first time I've had somebody call about relationship advice, so I appreciate that, Homestyle. Um, I, I might need a little bit of detail here. I don't, I mean, I guess I don't need detail, but I'm curious as to why you want to break up with your hot, hot girl. I, I guess you said because she's a drag. She's a mood killer. Um, so that's that's not good. I'm sorry to hear you're going through that, Homestyle. Have you tried talking to her about it? About the, the part where you want to break up? Or are you trying to be a little little subtle? Because I, I feel like that's that's what you would do, is you would just inform her of, of the uh, situation. Not an easy conversation for sure. I'm I'm just saying that that's that is the answer. You'd have to, I mean, ideally do it in person. You could do it over the phone, but I think that's kind of taboo. I don't know. Maybe maybe it doesn't matter anymore. Don't text it. I guess you could. Who cares? It doesn't matter. But yeah, just um, you know, let her know. Hey, uh, Stacy, really appreciate everything about your looks, but um, your mood is lacking. And you're a drag, and nobody likes you, and um, there's an odor, you know? And I just don't think this is going to work out. Something like that. Best of luck, Homestyle. Tom is back. Hello, Ryan. Hey. This is Thomas Austin calling in for my afternoon questions. Hmm. I don't know why I switched up my voice here, but I'm doing it, so I'm going all the way with it until I stop doing it randomly in the middle of a question. I want Dara to call in and critique his Irish accent. That's what I would like. Uh, first question. What were- He's having the same issue I have whenever I do accents. It sounds it sounds kind of on point for a few seconds, and then as you try to keep doing it, you start losing it, and he's, he's losing it pretty hard. What I'm going to do is, what do you prefer watching games when they're having a dome <laughs> outside? Inside, what, what? It's, it's, yeah. What games do you prefer the Packers be a part of? Second question. You're asking me what games do I prefer the Packers to play in, Dome or No Dome? Um, I, I, Dome is, Dome is pretty solid. I think Rodgers does pretty well in a Dome. I'm not saying I want the Packers to have a Dome. But it just feels like it's an even playing field. You know, you're not going to have bad conditions. You're not going to have a sloppy field. It's not going to be hot, you know, down in 100-degree Florida or anything. It's just uh, it's, it's just an air-conditioned, properly ventilated, nice field, unless you're in Dallas with the sun blasting you in the eyes because you were designed by a bunch of idiots um, that don't know which way the sun goes. But yeah, I, I think I kind of prefer dome just because it, it, it. Whenever there's elements, even even if it's Packer related elements, you know, if you go to Philadelphia and it's going to be like snowy and cold, I'm like, yeah, it's 
it's what we like, but it's on their turf, and it just makes me nervous. So, if you're the better team, you want perfectly even conditions. Ken, is if you were to rename the Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions, and Minnesota Vikings, uh, what would you rename them? We're not going to touch the Packers. It's a, it's a longest-standing team name. We're going to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. All right. <sighs> I have to rename the Bears, Lions, and Vikings? Jeez. Um, Such random questions. The Chicago Bears would be... I would want the names to be something that would upset the fans. I think that's what we should be shooting for here. So, I mean, it's it's too long of a name, but something like ketchup on a hot dog kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, that's what we're shooting for. (laughs) You could try to be insulting by saying Cubs, you know, because they're like Bears, but they're babies, but they literally already have a Cubs team. Call them the Chicago Lightfoots. <laughs> um, could call them like the Vice Lords or the, uh, what is it, the Latin Kings, right? Chicago Street Gangs, because, you know, I don't know, something like that. Just to poke the bear. <laughs> Anyways, Vikings, I, I think I think I would call them the Minnesota Rednecks. Just be, the only reason I would say that, and it's it's a ridiculous thing, but the only reason is because I get so annoyed that Vikings fans have this weird, like everybody has this elitism toward Wisconsinites. Like, oh, they're a bunch of backwoods rednecks or whatever. And then the Vikings fans are like, yeah, I know, right? It's like, excuse me, stupid. You're north of us, okay? What we call the Northwoods up in the boonies, you call like south. That's like where your state starts. So I don't want to hear it. So just to rub it in and just to make sure we're all very clear... They're the Minnesota Rednecks. And then Detroit, I mean, man, I, you know, I don't know. So it's the Chicago Vice Lords, the Minnesota Rednecks, and um, I feel like if we call the Fords, it would work on several levels. It sounds lazy, but, you know, they're run by the Fords. Ford is like a, Mich- a Detroit thing. But also, there's there's several jokes there, not only about, you know, the, the fact that the company kind of fell apart and the whole city fell apart as a result. But there's a lot of jokes about how Fords don't work, and I'm not picking. I'm not a car guy, so I don't really care. If you're a Ford guy, I'm just. It's just a joke. I don't. I don't care. I've never owned a Ford because growing up, my family was not into Fords. My brother and his dad were very big car people, and they were Chevy people. So I, I kind of grew up with this thing about Fords just because. But it's it's a stupid name. But I feel like I've spent enough time on this question. So, Chicago Vice Lords, Minnesota Rednecks, and Detroit Fords. What's a crappy Ford car? You could call them the Festivas. The <laughs> Detroit Festivas, you know? Pintos, Escorts, and then you got multiple multiple jokes with that as well, but maybe we'll just go Pintos. Anyways, yes, continue. And finally, if I were to ever... You're still doing it, huh? You're still trying to... Okay. ...ever do a full thing for the Thomas Austin show starring me, Thomas Austin... How much better do you think I could do with hosting than you do? I this is this is so annoying because I saw on Twitter that you did this. So uh, say infinite amount. I mean, look at this. I'm doing a voice just randomly. Exactly. I don't know what that has to do with anything, <laughs> but have a good day. Bye. <laughs> I want. See, it's bad because I want to make fun of them for doing the Irish accent, but at the same time, every it's taking everything in me to not reciprocate with my own Irish accent and make myself sound really bad. 
So I hate how much I relate to Thomas Austin. You know what I mean? I feel like we're the same guy in a weird way. Anyways, Garrett's on the line. What's going on, man? Hey, Ryan. It's Garrett. Uh, it's a manic Monday here in uh, Southern Illinois. All right. And uh, I just wanted to run a dream that I had by you last night. That Love it. I uh, wanted to get your interpretation of it. First part of the dream, you're riding a tandem bicycle across country with Tom. Me as in me and Tom as in, as in Tom? This is, you dreamt about this? Okay. Second part. I don't think I want to interpret I don't, okay. Part of the dream is that you're sitting at Thanksgiving dinner and your wife announces that she's only going to serve vegetables for Thanksgiving until Chicago Bears win a Super Bowl. How long is Thanksgiving? We're going to, is it like Groundhog's Day where Thanksgiving lasts for an eternity? Third part of the dream, you were chosen as the national spokesperson for the new Subway series menu for Subway, and they are going to pay you with a lifetime payment of sandwiches. So there you go. You know, I, I, as much crap as I talk about Subway, I would take that. Free food forever? Dude, I'll eat. I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll learn to love it. You know? I, I don't care. Second take. I was wondering if... So that's that's the whole... Let me see. Super. Okay. So that's that's the... You want me to interpret that for you? I don't think I need to interpret it. I think you should turn the podcast off before you fall asleep. Because it sounds like it was just you're listening binging a bunch of different episodes while you were sleeping. So just make sure the, the phone is off, the podcast is, is done uh, before you fall asleep. You're a little superstitious or a little stitious when it comes to game day, and what is your game day preparations and things that you do that you have to do for every game? Me, personally, I wear my Packers jersey to church, depending on home or away, what color I wear, and uh, that's about it for me other than just Got to have my got to have my wings. So, have a great Monday, Ryan. Look forward to hearing what you had to say about wrapping up on training camp. So I'm I am extremely superstitious. Uh, my dad makes fun of me all the time because I would I would always, you know, people would joke around about you know if, if you're if you leave the room and the Packers get a touchdown, you don't let them back in the room. But I was kind of serious about that. Um, I mean, it was always halfway a joke, but I I kind of also would appreciate it if you would respect that and not come back into the room. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just a sacrifice I'm expecting you to make. And I've done it myself. I step out, run to the kitchen to try to get some food real quick, and you hear the cheering and you just yell back in, what happened? And they're like, you better stay in there. It's going good. I'm like, all right, just tell me how it's going. You know, peek around the corner, like, what happened? Turn turn it on the radio. But then you're kind of nervous, like, I don't know if that, that counts. That might also jinx it. A hundred percent. And and the weird thing is, I know intellectually this isn't doing anything, but there's just some kind of a weird thing deep in my soul that really feels <laughs> that this is having some kind of an impact. Um, I have been the guy that changes his clothes. I don't have like a thing that I wear. I don't have jerseys and stuff, but um, I have absolutely been that guy that was like, you know, I'll, I'll just wear like a non-Packers thing and the Packers aren't doing well. I'm like, well, that's probably why. And I'll go get a Packers shirt on. And if they start doing better, great. If they don't, then I guess that wasn't it. I don't know. I think I'm slightly less that way now, but there's still, still that is a thing. Yes. All right. We got two uh, from John and then we're, we're out of here pending any Hold on, calls. Hey, hey, excuse me again, interrupting me. I really enjoyed your YouTube live stream Thank you. Uh, over the weekend. Uh, Bruce and Matt, you got some great ideas there. 
Uh, but who was the guy? What? That was the big old lumberjack beard. That was crazy, right? Um, so I'm, I don't think Bruce and Matt were on the stream, and the lumberjack beard was everybody except Clayton. I think my uh, my question, my actual question, uh, on an NFC North trash talk group on social media, um, a bunch of Bear fans have been triggered the last couple of days because Devin Hester did not get on the ballot for the Hall of Fame. I said on there, and I continue to say that I don't think Hester deserves to be on the ballot because while he was good, he wasn't Hall of Fame good. You know what I mean, Bruce? So, Matt, I would love to hear your thoughts on, on Hester and whether he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I'll keep listening. Go, Pat, go. So. So uh, this isn't Packers Without Borders, but I appreciate you calling anyways. And Bruce and Matt were not on our live stream. I don't think. They might have been hiding in the background somewhere. Um, anyways, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a little torn on that. On one hand, I'd look at it and go, you don't put special teamers on Hall of Fame ballots or, or in the Hall of Fame at all. I would be tempted to make an exception for Devin Hester. Um, only because, and again, I, I, I wish we could just come to a, an agreement on what the Hall of Fame is. And I think the best that I've heard, and we don't seem to stick to this, is somebody that kind of changed the game. You know, somebody that is rare and unique. And there's so many people that it's like, you know, quarterbacks that were good and played for a long time, but there's nothing necessarily unique or special about them other than there's very few that are like it. But there's, there's 15 other guys that were on par or better. You know, wide receivers that were just really good and played for a long time. There's nothing transcendent about it, but I think there is something transcendent about Devin Hester. It's one of those guys that you can look at and say, I, I would believe it if you told me that I'll never see a guy like that again. I, I, I've, I've never seen anyone since, and I'll never see someone like that again. I would believe that with Devin Hester. It's, it's, it, it, if you told me that somebody would be as good, I'd believe that as well. But, you know, what, 55% that I would never see that again? Even if you look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers, and, that, and that's the biggest argument in favor of Devin Hester, if you were to say, are, is Aaron Rodgers a guy that you're going to say, and I'm not talking Packers, I'm talking NFL, I have never seen anyone since and will never see anyone like that again at the quarterback position. You could argue there's guys in the NFL right now, like you know Pat Mahomes or whoever you want to go with and say, there's guys right now that play on that level. I don't know that I would necessarily agree, but it's close enough. So I guess I'm kind of torn on that. On, on one hand, it's special teams, so who cares? On the other hand, I think he fits that criteria of what an actual Hall of Famer should be better than what a lot of guys in the Hall of Fame actually are. So in terms of his value as a special teamer, who cares? He doesn't have a lot of value. In terms of him being an incredibly unique person and one of the best of the best of all time that may, we may never see anything like it again at that position, I think he does fit that criteria. So if, depending on how we define it, depending on how we want to look at it, he's either a shoe in or he shouldn't be anywhere near the Hall of Fame. So it's, it's, it's a tough question and it comes down to our definition. I think based on what I like from the Hall of Fame, I think he would be in. But I think what the NFL actually does and the way most fans think of the Hall of Fame, he should not be in the Hall of Fame. But again, I, I'm, I'm willing to go with whatever. I just, I just wish we could come up to a solid definition of, uh, of what it should be. John, you got the floor. Hey, buddy. Uh, just wanted to uh, drop you one more question. Um, what's for dinner? We're all uh, 
we're all waiting to hear the answer. Thank you. Go pack go. I'll keep listening. Um, that is a good question. And um I am getting a little bit hungry. I'll, I'll I'll tell you this. I don't know the answer to that question, but I'm somewhat ashamed to say, and I've told you, I've I've put in, put every kind of meat on a taco that you can get. Meatball tacos are delicious. Um, different kinds of beef. I, I man, there's there's some tacos out there like that 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 beef that my grandma makes. It's like beef and gravy. The beef with the gravy on the top. Oh, it's so good. You know what I've never done? That is a very basic and common meat that we actually had a discussion about just yesterday, the day before that I've never put on a taco until today. Bacon tacos. My daughter wanted to make like a bacon sandwich thing or whatever. So we made some bacon. I was like, you know what? I've never had a bacon taco. It's pretty good. It's not bad, man. It's not bad. I like it because it's a stronger flavor and it kind of comes through a little bit. So you get the, you can put the cheese, you can put the hot sauce, you can put whatever else you want on it and the bacon flavor because it's so strong, kind of comes through. Um, I'm trying to avoid the part where I tell you that I'm strongly considering tacos tonight. Because, you know, I I want to make it sound like I don't just eat tacos all the time. And I don't, but, you know, I have the ingredients, and my family's leaving soon. And I actually decided to bring the little one, so I got the house to myself. So obviously, tacos and and, um, Peaky Blinders, I mean, I, I don't know if I can pass that up. You know what I mean? I'm going to get the rice cooker going, get the rice, get the ground beef going. I mean, it's just, I don't, I don't think, I think that has to happen. Tacos and Peaky Blinders. So I don't just eat tacos every day, but we just recently refilled on ingredients. And so I'm, I'm going all in and that's, that's what I'm doing. So anyways, you guys have yourselves a great day. I really, really appreciate all the calls. Hopefully hearing from Apocalypto pretty soon. I also have to find out what's going on on my podcast that apparently Thomas Austin took over. So, dreading that a little bit. Excited, nervous, dreading, all those things at the same time. But um, you guys have yourselves a great day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.